watching prohibition fall down. All right, what's up, guys? Time for some grow talk. Grow talk. What's going on with the? Uh, as you can see, if you're watching the video show, dude, we got the optic foliar hookup, man. I like yeah, it, man. Yes, yeah, optic <laughs> foliar grow. What did you get? I got a whole box with. First, is this a scarf or a headband? I don't know. Depends what time of year. That is, I, it, that is pimp, man. Can I say something? Just do it with the lights on, dude. Do it with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> How hot was the merch person that uh, got the niche to buy all this stuff? Oh, well, I got some fresh uh, maple syrup here. Hey, you know? let's you be got that? Dude, I'm on my second bottle. Holy <laughs> crap. I don't even remember what happened last night, bro, but delicious. It was delicious. Oh, Did you get yeah. uh, your stem and seed? Trimming kit or separating kit right here. What the <laughs> yes, hell high do you have to be to buy hockey sticks, man? And if you hey. must have started with the pucks. Buy a hockey puck, I'll throw in some sticks for you, man. It's Canada, all right? Yes, I gave Dinesh from Optic Foyer Loves out eat, having some dinner with him. Right. And basically, it's like, uh, yeah, what happened with the merch rep, dude? Like, you got, got a little bit of everything, but that's all right. Thanks, Dinesh. Shout out to They're Optic Foyer. Definitely sent out some gear. I don't, I can't handle you wearing the headscarf like that. Yeah, man. all right, man. All right. I'll save it for when I go to the tennis court, you know. Speaking of syrup, real quick, as you say. Wait, wait, uh, syrup or syrup, man? I do trust people to say syrup. Syrup, syrup. This yeah. is, I only personally, if you have the means, this is real maple syrup. I think this is a grade, uh, grade B, grade B. I prefer grade A. Ooh, but you, you got, you got the grade B because we definitely got some grade A. Wait, you got four star because we got five star. And then I feel weird because uh, I know there's six star and seven star maple syrup out there, man. <laughs> the hell, man. <laughs> How much of the maple syrup on the damn shelf is actually just corn syrup? That's what I'm getting at. It's a like lot. So many- because just, I don't know if you can see this or not, but this is a liquid. This looks like Jack Daniels or something. It has a consistency of, no, what's the one? The honeyish one, not Jim Beam, the other one. Southern Comfort. That's oh. what this is. <laughs> right. Thank you. But uh, yeah, this is all uh, like really viscous, non viscous. What do you call it? What's the one where it flows? It has very low viscosity. Yeah, to avoid thermal breakdown. I can really just change the name of that real quick Southern Discomfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right, please is, kill me. This is Grow Talk, guys. Dugrows.com built the show. DGC built the show. Let me give you a rundown here. Uh, Dank Nug is Cherlato. Cherlato Flower, 50 Days in Flower by Joshua Steensland. Yeah, I definitely know he is the regenerative agriculture dude. I want to say Potentponic Steve uh, introduced me to him. But uh, what is it? Do you have a social media? I don't have it offhand, man. Um, I do not. I know. I just searched Joshua Steensland. He's over on Instagram hanging out. And yeah, cool cat. They did that conference. I think he went to that conference. They get everybody put on the regenerative living. Science of Regenerative Agriculture Conference, I think. Yeah. I should know. I went to one here in Vancouver. Um, Yeah. Cool shit. Don't get me started. Welcome to my life. That was the one that was like with uh, Elaine Ingham and Joshua Rutherford put it on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, those were those were really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got right. carried out of a Queens of the Stone Age concert, man. But don't ask me. I don't remember. Grow your questions. <laughs> BT, meaning Bacillus thuringiensis, doesn't work in Oklahoma by Clone Collector. Yeah, uh, it, that's right. When you just 
make seeds spit out their own <clears throat> Bacillus thuringiensis, which is what uh, what Monsanto did, the genetically modified seeds. Um, of course, plants are going to or bugs are going to figure out a way to get around it. They're going to find a workaround. They're not just going to. I mean, that's why we rotate crops or why, I'm sorry, why we rotate uh, pesticides and modes of action. Hold on now. Yeah, they've ruined BT. All right. I'm suing Monsanto for ruining BT. And by the way, that's not that's a real thing. I just I know we'll get into it. But Bacillus thuringiensis used to be a real tool. You know, in the in the farmer's toolbox, and now it's just been completely played out, and it's just it's no good. You can't use it anymore. Yeah, you got to get that cool subspecies Israeliensis. Yeah. Anyway, man, it's a bummer. Uh, a little update on the grow from Coach Steve indoor cocoa to outdoor in ground, um, and then Hank Moody has calling all reveg masters. None of us, I don't believe, are a reveg master because I don't think any of us have done it. But that we yeah. know about it. Yes, I have, and it's fucking easy, man. You just set it and forget it. Just treat it like a veg plant. You go, holy shit, how long is this going to take? Got a cloning question by Funky Buds 7 All right. All right. Hey, dude, I do want to say something. I hear myself sometimes talk. Sometimes I hear myself talk about, uh, oh, this is easy. That's easy. And I'm sure for some people things, you know, if you haven't done it before, it's not easy, but... Man, I was actually watching, I was watching UFC yesterday and I saw somebody do like a very fundamental uh, wrestling move. And I wrestled for years and I remember it took me two or three years to learn that move because everybody told me how hard it was. Well, I think I'd prefer just as a philosophy to tell you it's easy and you can do it than uh, try to tell you how hard it is. Well, something like revegging or cloning or whatever. I mean, you follow some rules, you practice it. And I think it, I don't think it's that hard. I think it's kind of easy. All right. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I see I've caught you saying that. What? It's, it's easy. It's easy. And then you know, in theory, in theory, some if, things are. It's easy if you understand it. And you know what makes things a lot harder is fear of failure. If somebody keeps on telling you how hard it is and that you're not ready for it yet, it's a hell of a lot. I don't know. It makes it a hell of a lot uh, more difficult to succeed. If somebody says, hey, it's easy. Give it a shot. If you don't make it that time, you'll do it the next time. So that's my philosophy of teaching or explaining or sharing because yes, you don't want to deter people that have already failed and you're like what that's easy that just yeah. makes them seem like I'm they suck yeah i'm sure it's double-edged <laughs> so i figured out it was just on my mind this morning or last night actually one I got, other i got new exercise bike it's got he's on the exercise bike it's like i'm brushing my teeth for an hour man the thoughts bro <laughs> <laughs> what has happened what you were on your exercise bike yesterday was it rainy and shitty out no, the exercise bike allows complete control, man. So I can completely control my heart rate while watching something. I, I did. I was watching USC on TV and having random thoughts. Man. What if you rode, rode your exercise bike while watching other people mountain bike outside? Hmm? Huh. Is it cold out, man? Just talking trash. Just talking <laughs> trash. One more girl question, question. Cloning question by Funky Buds 7 so going to get into grow talk here. A quick update before we do dudegrows.com forward slash 420 because 420 is coming up, guys. So we wanted to feature some DGC stories about what they've done on 420, how cannabis has helped them, good times, yeah. kind of like we did the tales the tales, DGC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to be going through and selecting a few to feature on our 420 extravaganza i think it's being called right now how long are you going to try and uh, have we're going to try and have like a four-hour show is that what's going on we were thinking about just hanging out and doing live stuff and uh for what 420 from every time zone you know starting in south africa no, we're going kidding. coast to coast 
420 p.m. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess that would be what? 220, 320, 420, 520? Does that make sense? Yep. I think okay. I started backwards. I think it went well, backwards. Get your stories up. Dudegrows.com forward slash 420. If it's selected to feature on 420, we'll be hooking y'all up with some gear as well. Uh, Dudegrows.com forward slash support. You know how we do it. If you guys are digging this show, $10 a month supporting the show makes it happen five days a week. Uh, I was going to say, I said a team. I haven't counted lately. A team of seven. I think we got a team of eight now, the Rolling Stoner. Is that what's yes, going on? Yes, absolutely. Man, I've got to tell you that we take polls on the uh, on the patron uh-huh. over, over on Patreon. You know, what do you like? What? Why do you uh, support the show? Why do you give that $10 a month? And I am always trying to figure out extra ways to give benefits, this and that, a discount on this or early access to that. I think it's like 90 something percent of the people, uh, the patrons say, because we believe in what you're doing, we want to support the show. I mean, that really is what it's all about. It's, it's about uh, you know being a part of this and keeping it going and know that your $10 a month is keeping this thing going. Well, don't feel greedy if you want the benefits too, okay, Scotty? DGC benefits, we want people growing. You're going to get free seeds from Seeds Here Now when you sign up and get access. This is all under the dogrows.com member page. You'll get a little message how to access that when you sign up. 30% off real growers recharge, some DGC stickers, high-functioning stoner card, access to the DGC Discord. So go check it out, dogrows.com forward slash support, making the show happen, guys. Yes, yes. Come on, get us to where we can get DGC hockey pucks, man. I mean, that's the next level, right? <laughs> What DGC maple syrup, bro, with CBD? There's got to be CBD in maple syrup, right? There's got to be a CBD infused maple syrup, right? It it has gotten to the point that, like, was it? I'm pretty sure it was Bed Bath and Beyond the other day. They had CBD toothpaste, CBD mouthwash, and neither one said any milligrams on there. It was just like with CBD. No, that's our brand name, CBD. We don't have CBD in there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right, let's get into this show. Who's growing some dank? Joshua Steensland's growing some dank. Wow. Charlotte flower, 50 days in. Um, this is cherry cookies crossed with gelato, which is triangle kush crossed with lemon skunk crossed with gelato. All I can say is the flower looks freaking dank. Then this seems like trim those leaves. I was going to say, something. do you even trim the like fan leaves on this plant? Yeah, you sell you sell them for like thirty. You're like, yo, man, I got buzz for a hundred fan leaves for thirty, man. <laughs> oh, good looking flower, Joshua, and uh, give a shout, man. Just freaking let's hang out. Let's uh, let's do a little hang. See what's going on with the regenerative growing these days. Yeah, he is cool, man. You want to talk about a guy that's that's on another level? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take it over to Oklahoma. First Grow Talk question. BT doesn't work in Oklahoma by Clone Collector. So I have an organic farm in Oklahoma, 1,500 plants. Nice. Last year, we had russet mites really bad. I dumped the soil and let it compost all winter. It's back in the pots and ready for planting. Can we can we ask about that? So thermophilic compost is when you it heats up. In theory, it's supposed to kill everything in there. Tell me. I know you know about this. Yeah. If you get uh, your compost pile, uh, it's all about the balance of greens and browns that are in there. More greens will make it be hotter. Um, If you can get your compost pile to heat up to like one hundred and sixty five degrees. 
that is enough heat to kill any insect eggs that are in there and any seeds that could have been like carrier seeds if you're composting veggie scraps or something like so that. So that means any insect eggs, insects. So you're saying if you can get that throughout the compost and you are russet mite free? Or, or not theory, not really throughout. The, the idea is that you turn it constantly to keep that temperature in the microbe, re-aerating it so the microbes can start to do their job. Um, yeah, the, the idea is to get it hot enough to kill all the bugs and all of the weed seeds that could right. be in there. Uh, not cannabis seeds, like actual weed seeds. Now, right. to me, that sounds like when I say, hey, if you just, like I'm telling a grower that has spider mites, if you just take this spray and spray everywhere in your grow, you will kill them all. But nobody really gets full surface. Like, they're I not agree. hitting everywhere. That's got to be what the equation is with the compost pile. Most of the time, a few eggs are going to hang out, no? And right. That that gets into, like, the whole overarching theme for horticulture is that you need to have pest management schemes and go ahead and treat, like, you know you have russet mites. Treat that grow from the onset like you have russet mites. And I think, uh, who is it? Uh, Chad Westport made a good comment on here and was pretty much like, you need to, and only the uh, clone only or clone collector is going to have these numbers run the numbers to see if 75% crop damage is worth more to you than buying new soil. Um, it it, well, might, new it soil. might honestly come up pretty close for a 1500 plants though. Remember that's a lot of soil. How are you going to keep those? But I mean, it's gotta be in ground. I would think that's an in ground kind of, uh, it's, or it's, something. it's it's containerized. It um, is fifteen hundred yeah. containerized plants. Is is what he was saying in there? Damn, well, I don't, what about the? Um, yeah, it says uh, they didn't magically we do wait, knock they, these guys. They, I'm Hold sorry, on. they didn't magically just show up though. I mean, if they just showed up last year, why are they not going to so, show up this year with new soil? Oh, they're they're more than likely they're going to show up this year. That is what I'm getting at with pest with that IPM scheme. To where you are from the onset treating it like you already have them and doing controls. And there are organic controls that you can use uh, for this, but it's not going to be like a one shot treat the whole place with pyrethrin. So the entire grow area, let me give you a little bit of info here because we, uh-huh. we barely got into the question. It says we are organic. We don't use living soil, but it's pretty close. I thought about spraying the entire grow area, which is one acre with pyrethrum. Would it be a better organic insecticide or would my pyrethrum hurt the microbes in the soil? The good ones. Okay. Hang on, pyrethrum will kill what it's what what's there, what it contacts. First off, you want to talk about the uh, uh, immunities or plant, uh, bugs building resistance. They build build a lot of resistance to pyrethrum as well. But um, three days later, those eggs are going to hatch, and you're going to have a problem again. What are you going to you know pyrethrum the field you know, so, every three days for how long? And then are you gonna, what about right outside the so perimeter? This the is in pest management. There are things called modes of action where different uh, pesticides um, have different ways that they actually uh, make bugs die or make them not want to be around. Having multiple different modes of action um, is a way to kind of counteract uh, insects' ability to evolve um, and, and get resistance to things. So hitting it with multiple modes of action, you limit yourself on modes of action for, for sure. sure when you're an organic grower. Organic, yeah. But there's definitely uh, an SOP for handling russet mites in uh, commercial horticulture uh, environments. And it's it's not a super hard uh, system to run. Uh, you would did knock down pyrethrins, um, use that to get the populations under control so it's a little bit more manageable for you. Use some type of uh, plant extract ones. There's ones based off of knotweed and some other plants that you can use uh, that are very effective against russet mites. Um, and then 
a month after that, start releasing predators um, and keep up on those sprays of the uh, the plant extracts. Right. And use use uh, use predator bugs too because there is no resistance to being. But, but eaten. say predators, predators, right? I use predators right. for russets. Um, I forgot the exact species. Just hanging the little sachets outside. But you do uh, have to stack the odds in the predator's favor, and that's where the the rest of that pest management scheme comes in. Um, with spraying uh, pyrethrins on everything and spraying uh, Grandivo or there's there's a ton of other of those plant extract products out there that work really well. You ever yeah, seen that them was- fumigate soil? I've seen them actually fumigate. It looks like they're doing termite tenting, but they're doing it to the soil, man. <laughs> <laughs> Marone Bio Innovations has some of those products Guru just talked about. Uh, quick back up a little bit. I know he's not going to fully... Um, but does pyrethrums hurt microbes in soil? There's definitely liquid pyganic and shit like that that people do soil drenches with. Does that affect your microbes? No discernible difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because they're so damp. You mean just obviously. It really. You know, it, it, so like think about it. Modes of action. Modes of action. About, the modes of action for an insect are not the same as the modes of action for microbes in the soil. Um, and it, it really doesn't affect them. I mean, different poisons. If you fucking poison that soil with something, I'm trying to think of something really nasty. Bleach, ammonia. Yes, it will yeah. kill the shit I out mean, of you can, you can certainly kill microbes, but uh, pyrethrins, no. I've seen some unhappy plants after a pyganic drench. Maybe it was misdosed, but it doesn't seem, at least in that instance, that it, it, the plants really dig on it. Plants don't eat pyganic. It's not one of their, the nutrients that they're able to absorb. You know, it is it is a very foreign substance to them. It's not going to kill them, but I'll be damned if you. And that's where you want a root coating as well. And just All to, that just to get those raw roots. Just to throw it out there, you're on fifteen hundred plants outdoors. Do not use Pyganic. It is like four times as expensive as Evergreen is going to be like the horticultural greenhouse uh, solution for yeah. that. I would I would look for that. Save yourself some money. Pyganic is really expensive in hydro stores. All right. Second part here says, FYI, one of the major pests in Oklahoma is the corn earworm. I've heard of that motherfucker, I'll say. Screwed up my whole cock. The bud rot worm. Oh, my God. It was the easiest pest. I don't kill anything usually. I'm not like Buddha, but, man, those things, I just would go on the hunt. Um, if If you've shucked an ear of sweet corn and found a tunnel through the corn, that's the culprit. These guys attack flour as well. They eat a hole through the center pooping their way through with bud rot following exactly what they did. So since we were organic, we tried BT, which is the Bacillus thuringiensis. No effect. Turns out Monsanto created strains of field corn that exude, or exude BT, which is good for corn, but right. made the corn earworms immune. That's craziness. Um, anyway, is there, if there is a hack... That is actually crazy. That is actually crazy. You know, somebody was like, dude, I saved the world, man. I got corn that makes its own BT. And then they didn't realize like five years later, they're like, it just ruined BT. Um, He is saying, hey, here's the hack. Use spinosad. Up to a month before harvest, spinosad deteriorates in UV. So this pesticide is gone when it's ready for harvest. I heard spinosad is effective. Probably not available in Canada, though. It, uh, I remember going over this with you when you had the corn earworms. Spinosad is not available in Canada. That was like, well, use that, but it's, you couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, because so. it's a biological, right? Or at mm-hmm. least it's some kind of a byproduct from a biological. Yeah, I don't know. I question, I'm questioning decisions made here in Canada. Other than we can grow four plants legally nationwide. I like that one. <laughs> All right, good. I mean, that's you're outside, man. So um, I won't say good luck in a sarcastic way. You just got to have IPM for sure. I mean, I slack definitely on my IPM indoors. 
but it's because I, I haven't had any problems in so long. It just doesn't keep me on point. But outside, you definitely got to be on point all the time. Get some beneficials rocking right away. Yes. And I just want to say we're, we're just hang, having a good time talking about this. I have never been in a position. I have 20 acres of bamboo, which, thank God, is very insect resistant. We have to do very minimal uh, applications of anything except for fertilizer and recharge. But <clears throat> to be in this situation where you have an acre and 1500 plants on an acre, man, it does change things. And we, we haven't been there. So it, I I'm enjoying the conversation, but I wish I could have given you some some better advice or information. I, I will say there are lots of good sources out there, um, sometimes a little expensive, uh, but there are really good cannabis greenhouse SOPs out there and field-grown SOPs out there. Standard operating Standard procedures. Standard operating like procedures. It's, guidebook. It's, it's a guidebook for crops. Like it is a thing in commercial horticulture. They sure. have them for every crop you could imagine and right. SOP for growing that and how to handle problems with that. Uh, getting you're in a big commercial grow with 1500 plants. Yeah. Getting get a real good, attention, man. Getting a good SOP from someone uh, could be extremely worth it for you. Game changer. Yeah. Talk to your fertilizer guys. Talk to the other people when you're in commercial ag like that or commercial production, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you have resources. There's folks that are really smart out there and they're accessible. And it's fairly easy to go into an agriculture extension office, especially in Oklahoma, and say it's hemp. Sometimes those guys feel like cops, though, man. <laughs> All right. This is a good comment here. Good grow update from Coach Steve. Indoor cocoa to outdoor in ground. So I had to right. cut my grow. Uh, had to cut my grow short. But it's all good. I just gave away four plants in the second week of flower to a friend I met through the community. It's nice. awesome. I don't Coach Steve, like you're awesome, brother. Having to kill plants in the second week of flower would be heartbreaking. Uh, I was pretty bummed thinking I'd have, well, there we go. I was pretty bummed thinking I'd have to kill them now, but I'm excited to see what becomes of them. The plants are magpie from best coast and they've got to be the easiest plants I've grown. Super massive leaves, and very hormonal. They just wanted to grow leaves. And when there wasn't any more room for fingers, it just grew new ones on the top itself. Dude, look, check out this picture. Um, wow. it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. That it's is. like a leaf group. Wow. Well, here it is. Yeah, you got to scroll down to the Dude. comments and you can. <laughs> Dude, wait! Look at those roots, man. Holy and then look shit. at look at this picture at the top of the comments. It's like a leaf growing literally on top of a leaf. It's kind of like a hologramish looking. How much kelp? I was gonna say you gotta a... you gotta love kelp. That's what uh, I've seen that shit happen when you use a lot of kelp wait, <laughs> or a it, lot of recharge. It's a lot of kelp. And one of my favorites is a lot of kelp and a lot of root hormone. You can get just a leaf petiole to take root. So you but literally just have a single root growing and no meristem. And it just, just has its own roots. Hey, it's kind of cool. Strain dependent. He's Coach Steve, who I trust, is saying that this is a very hormonal girl. And that, uh, yeah, just take a look. I mean, plants are – that's why uh, they've got all – is that not one of the biggest leaves you guys have ever seen? Wow. I can't tell I'm obsessed with the tattoo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Look at those, man. And uh, I just want to throw it out there. That is not Gandalf. That is a garden gnome from this poster. <laughs> oh, my God. Coach, Coach Steve, Steve is a cool guy. Man, I missed the DGC Cup. You Can you go to the picture up. of his growth? The, the plant's sitting in his grow tent here. Um 
and that's pretty cool looking watering system. It looks like a like he can just water his plants. I think he's in a radical bag. Right. But he can just water right through and then just the tray that goes overflow goes into the trays below instead of a saucer or whatever. I dig that. You don't ever have to worry about your plants sitting in the water. So this is the part where I'm like, dude, do I have my glasses on? Because I'm like, is that pot just all roots? Is it so much roots? He doesn't even need container there, man. <laughs> yep. No, <laughs> no, his whites are that per- his roots are that pearly white. Would you would you scroll down just a second, Guru? Check those roots out. That's what you want. I was actually talking to Banner this morning about some people go from a one gallon to a five gallon or some people uh, transplant and then they go right into flower. And I'm like, no, man, I I just transplanted from threes to fives yesterday and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to look like that, man. So the whole from the three to the five now fills up, man. That's what you want. Hell yeah. Yeah. It is grow talk, right? Because I just got way into roots, man. You are allowed to ramble. Uh, and rambling is not necessarily a negative thing. Isn't there a song, Ramble On or Ramble Song? There is, man. There's a, there's a song like that. There's also one called Root Boner. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Endosperm. <laughs> Go talk question number two. Calling all reveg masters by Hank Moody. Man, come on. Do you ever call yourself a master in anything? That is just, uh, you got a lot to live up to. You call yourself a master. Hmm. No, nothing immediately comes to mind. Right. Immediately. It's just somebody calling you master. My wife gets mad when I call guru guru. She's like, what do you have a guru? I don't like the oh, feel of that, sir. I'm actually get a master. Master, master <laughs> of puppets. All right. How about that? Uh, I'm telling you, I was listening to one of the Metallica master of puppets. It was like one of these live concert things, COVID kind of fake concert thing or whatever. But one of my wife's friends was trying to fucking talk to me during master of puppets. And I just turned to her and said, (laughs) you're really trying to talk to me right now. That's what's going on right now. Right. Fucking. All right. Let's see what's going on here. So I'm guessing some of you made my made my same rookie mistake from last run took clones of all. But one failed to root, and I just moved on with the ones that rooted. Of course, it turns out that the single plant that didn't I didn't clone turned out to be the winning pheno. This pheno of Barney's Tangerine Dream was taken a full 10 weeks of flower to match the others in the tent. It was a full-on sense. What is what is this word? Sensiense. That's so great, man. I actually have glasses. I'm like, I can't see shit. Hey, look at this, man. Tools are what separates men yeah, from the animals. Yeah, to help me with my vocabulary here. It was a full-on senescence. Senescence? Senescence. Senescence, man. Thank so you. I'm all, familiar with senescence. Yeah, man. It all went yellow. It's it all. Perfect. Having perfect never fame. re-vegged before and wanting to play around to possibly save the pheno, I harvested the majority of the bud and flipped it back to a 24-on light cycle. I was about to give up as it seemed to be zero indications of new growth. But after literally seven weeks of nothing, yep. the first new shoots appeared. Over the past three weeks, it has grown vigorously. Just yesterday, I took some cuttings and put it in my cloner to see if they take at this stage. Wait, Chris, Currently- scroll down. Did you put that plant on your pool table? Your dad <laughs> is going to be pissed. <laughs> and it's in a, uh, it looks like it's in a radical bag as well. Sitting so, yeah, be careful with that. <laughs> looks cool, though. Uh, over the past three weeks, it has grown vigorously. Just yesterday, I took some cuttings to see if they take. Currently, all new growth on the reveg are three-fingered leaves, as seen in the picture. Damn, and there's a lot. Will this yeah. stabilize and revert to normal leaves over time, or do I have a three-fingered mutant? 
It's been fun watching the changes and want your opinions on what to expect going forward. Peace, Moody Hank. My, yeah. only, my only question was, did the original plan have three leaps? If it didn't, it will eventually get back to being like the normal one. It just has Out. to so many different hormones and changes and not that much leafy material. It has to go through a lot of that and it can take a really long time. You want to wait until you have like non-modeled, like weird three-fingered growth. You want to wait till you have normal growth and take cuts from the normal growth right. and then go ahead with those. Thinking like David Bowie on this one. Thanks for the comments, Jason H. and Gigawatt. Jason H., I can't get over your little thumbnail image of your for your profile. I don't know if you're... It's just That's, me. Is he just sitting there shirtless, kind of chilling, giving a throw in a peace sign? <laughs> Good-looking man, though. <laughs> uh, but both of them agree, man. You should be fine. And uh, Can we I talk think- about that just... Uh, just all we're doing when we're revegging a plant is we're just we, we call it monster cropping. Also, you're cloning a bud. Just a, you try to do like a small bud with a couple leaves on there. Uh, you can get them to root. It's not the easiest thing, but you can get them to root. And then once they do, it just sits there forever. It'll grow roots and that bud will just sit there forever. And then. After, I don't know, eight weeks, six, I don't know, maybe six weeks, feels like forever. I don't know. <laughs> it starts stretching out. And the bud just, instead of being a compact bud, it just starts stretching out. And then it just gets a little single leaves will, will you know, come off it. And weird, and just, yeah. No, weird. Weird. Super weird. Modeled hormonal growth is what that's called. And, and that's not something you want to propagate from. You want to wait until uh, those hormones balance themselves out. Right. And you're having normal, uh, like regular uh, cannabis growth on that. But it does work, man. It does work. Oh, yeah. It just takes some time. And, like, as far as best practices for it, uh, Reveg Mother does not need uh, that much light at all. Think about it. It doesn't have that much leaf material at all uh, for it to photosynthesize from. So not extreme. You could put it in, like, a darker corner of your uh, veg. Right. If, if you have the space in there to do that. And they really don't need that much food either. Um, no. Because they're they're not actively growing plant material or sequestering carbon from the air. Just thinking so about that on just the Just light, light, like, quarter to half, uh, quarter, tips, probably, probably quarter strength nutrition right. on it. And uh, really low light, like 600 PPF. Um, PBFD should be good. Yeah, I was thinking about that on the exercise bike yesterday, but plants need, I was thinking about auto flowers and the nutrients that, <laughs> just random thoughts on the bike, man. But why don't auto flowers need very much food? And it's because they're not growing huge. They're not taking that food and making it into crazy amounts of vegetative growth that we're trimming back and trimming back and then huge flowers, you know? You're just growing these things. They grow into a plant that big and then they don't really... You know, they make flowers, but uh, they just don't need a tremendous amount of food. You, know, you need a tremendous amount of food when you're doing a tremendous amount of growth. Scotty's deep thoughts on the exercise <laughs> bike. But, yeah, right? But that's why if you're, you know, re-vegging something, it's going to need very little food because it's going to do very little growth for a while. Probably wouldn't give it any food at all until I yeah. saw any growth at all, you know? It's got a little bit of residue down in that soil from the prior, you know, You always need a little bit. You always need a little bit. All right, quarter strength, super thrive. How about you like that, don't you? I'm telling you, I've been messing with granular fertilizers, controlled release granular fertilizers, and that's how I do the bamboo. Put a little bit on there right when I propagate them, and then when you throw them in the three gallons, put a little bit more. Dude, that steady delivery system of just measuring quantity is fucking something interesting for low, you know, low PP and whatever, even any plants. But it's just been, that's one of those things we're going on in the exercise bike too, man. 
<laughs> right on, right on. <clears throat> Let's talk about time to take a break and shout out to Real Growers Recharge. Yeah. You guys want to get some microbes in your rhizosphere, feed your soil so your soil can feed your plants. Is that right? Feed your soil? Yeah, you feed your soil's the battery, where's the t-shirt? But you load that soil can only hold a certain amount of nutrition. And that's why when you leach, all those salts leach out. Like when you, I always talk about the beach, man. You get out of that salty water and you uh, just wash, you know, wash with the, uh, what do they got the showers here? The freshwater showers? Shit runs off super easy, you know? But, yeah, uh, yeah, good analogy there. I like it. Yeah, if you want to yeah. pick some, recharge oh. up, realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE. RechargeCanada.ca if you're growing the dank in Canada. And uh, yeah, it speaks for itself, really, Scotty. I get good, good feedback every day from growers up here that are getting into it, as well as just, well, you got the 48 hours, stronger plants in 48 hours guaranteed, right? You know what? I'm thinking about doing the Billy Maze, you know? You know, recharge stronger plants in 48 hours. And then it gets mm. uh, in the Macho Man Randy Savage is there, and he's like, recharge it up! Recharge it up! They should. Then we wouldn't have to do this, quote, ad spot for recharge and just insert your your pre-done material. I like no, it. No, no. Randy Macho Man will get them. Shit, you can't get Billy Mays anymore. I was just thinking Macho Man breaks a chair over Billy Mays, man, and that's how the commercial ends. Uh, you can still get people. You can still uh, get some some different people. I was surprised to see that. Who's the main handyman that was uh, had a show did some uh yeah um, tim the tool tool man i'm just thinking with go. that i just fake. saw him on like a home renovation show last night and i'm like oh, man weird. i think he has too much makeup on at this point like trying too hard maybe to look like you're still like rallying i don't know sucks you can uh, tell the people that the rich people that got ripped off by bernie madoff because like you see kevin bacon selling an air fryer now and you're just like, <laughs> <"Fuck>, <laughs> <poor guy." laughs> you know i mean the tim the tool man is fucking selling uh, some shitty drill Yep. All right. So we had the same co-host with him too, and he looked and yeah. Anyway, let's keep it on the. See the one that doesn't wear a shirt. I can't remember. Oh, that's Randy. That's Randy. Sorry. (laughs) Question three, cloning question by Funk Eye. I'm gonna go with Funk Eye Bud Seven. See, this is uh, Funky Buds. I would think Funky Buds myself, man. But he's from Canada. Why would it be? Why would you use an I if it's Funk E-Buds? Because Funk, I don't know, with a Y might have been taken. Maybe his first name is Funky with an I. Okay. Okay, so before I can get into my question, I have to get this out of the way. Here we go with the, uh, this is what I was just saying. I freaking love Recharge. That shit is like gold. Alas, I'm not here to sing your praises. No, I need some knowledge. All right, deal. Thanks for saying something nice. It always feels good. So I have a super thick bushy mother plant that has four main stalks and each one is inundated with secondary and tertiary. Is that it? Tertiary, tertiary man. What tertiary. is the primary is the big one. Secondary is smaller and tertiary is them little teeny tiny roots coming off. So yeah, pri- primary is the taproot. Secondary is anything other than the taproot okay. uh, coming off of the taproot. Right. And tertiary is anything coming off of the secondaries. Yes. What are you talking about? Mycorrhizae roots. Hang on. Then micro roots invaginate the tertiary roots and extend them out. So there really is an additional root. So tertiary does not apply to anything above soil level. You're, ta- you're all root talk. I'm t- he's talking stem talk, right? No, I think it can be. So the, the primary stem is the main line. The secondary stems are the, you know, the big, you know, 
big ones coming off to the side. And then okay. the tertiaries are those little, you know, the really little ones, the ones that okay. fall down and, you know, whatever. Was the most time I trim off. Quatriaries? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I get it, I think. Instead of making a bunch of smaller clones, could I just cut this girl into four main branches and reroute each new plant? Or would this just be way too much stress? And as far as stress-taking ability, this girl is a punching bag. And I've literally oh, broken a branch on. off, licked it, stuck it in soil, and had it root in a few days with nothing but saliva. What's that? What, that, that is it's... something that wants to root. And we were just talking to Coach Steve. Actually, we weren't talking to him. But uh, uh, he was saying that his uh, plants are completely, this girl's hormonal to where she grows whatever, leaves over leaf. I mean, there's plants that are hormonal and would just want to root. And I mean, it could be very strain dependent. Uh, I think that all plants or not all plants, most plants are able to propagate uh, from stems. Um, and it's because they are able to make their own IBA to switch that uh, stem tissue right. over to being root tissue. Um some cannabis plants are going to just inherently uh, in their biochemistry be able to make more of their own IBA yeah. uh, to root themselves. That's not saying that you don't want to follow like best practices for cloning, but there are definitely going to be some plants that just very straight independently clone a lot easier than yep. others yep. and some that do not clone well at all. Bro, I cloned a leaf before, a leaf with a little bit of the you know nub of the you know, stalk or whatever. And I cloned it, it rooted, it just never did anything except become a leaf. It had no Mariston. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it to do something, but yeah, it never did anything except it rooted. What's up? Though, looking at this picture, the first picture in the comments, uh, Coach Steve says, Maestro swears by fatty stem cloning. And we're looking at a picture of a pretty fat stem, the diameter of at least, I'm going to say, a pencil. Yes. Um, is there something to that where fatty stem for is going to clone better than a stem that's not as fat? I know we don't oh. want a little flimsy stem. I want a stem firm enough that I can stick it into my media without like, you don't want a tertiary. So the stem thickness isn't the important part. Um, It's the hormones involved in like that branch that you're doing. So where it's at. Uh, So where it's at. Apical meristems just generally are going to have bigger stems. Tippy top. Um, uh, but they are also going to be the most hormonally balanced and hormonally charged parts of the plant that are going to be. No, apical meristems are the top. We're talking about the tops top. of the plant. Tops. The tops, primary. Tops of the plant. Um, and it doesn't have just a meristem. One of the like growing tips is going to be one of the best places uh, to get clones from. It is generally going to have bigger stems too. Um, those can clone very easily. A more vigorous growing part of the plant. Like the whole plant's metabolism isn't the same through the whole thing. Uh, their hormones control or auxins controlling that. Uh, you want to get something that has those hormones to be able to grow fast so that it is just never going to skip a beat. Where have you ever noticed that like if you clone off of lowers, sometimes they take longer. Sometimes once they do have roots, they don't uh, get kicking as fast as something if you took a clone from uh, like one of the meristems or ideally the apical meristem. Wait, I will say I just cloned last week. Wow, the whole Scotty growing thing is is coming in handy on a grow show, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> if you clone, I did clone one of the apical Murray stems, the biggest, the big top. Took so much damn room, though, man, that I'm so much better. I've already topped these things. I don't know, are they epical Murray stems? Just a bunch of the, you know, the, the top, uh, you know, the tops of the plant. They were nice. They weren't huge, though. So those are all Maristems. Maristems, The okay. very tallest one mm-hmm. is the apical. And, but I was pulling from, I will say, I don't think tertiary branches, but secondary branches, definitely. I really was. I pulled from, 
you know, smaller clones, very thin. I'm trying to think, you know, thinner than a cell phone charger wire that I'm looking at. It may be about that thickness of of uh, stem. And mm-hmm. those things root. I I checked it out. They're rooting yesterday. So and se- like seven I, days from cutting, they're rooting the. I by the no beautiful. means am saying that like you can't get good cuts that right. aren't uh, mare stems. It's just if you want the best, fastest growing cuts that you possibly can have, taking the <laughs> mare stems is going to be uh, the best. Even way the to main top. Even the main. Even the main. Like if you got to top the plant, topping off the main top and then go ahead and cloning it is not the worst good. thing in the world. Being practical about it when I got to fit, and I have no reason that I need this, but if I'm going to take clones, I take like 10 or 11 clones in a chamber. Uh, and you fill up, what, two? Maybe you can fit three of those really big. Do you uh, trim your leaves? I do. I do. I, and that's another thing we should talk about. It's so the leaves, it's hard to keep that entire leaf moist and, and with nutrient when you just cut the, the roots off it. So I do like to trim maybe like the last third of the leaf off, the tips off, uh, just to keep the stress down. And they fit better, a little more organized in the clone, cloning area, the cloning chamber of, of your choice. Just think of a plant. It's like you just cut my legs off, you know, and now you're going to cut my fingers off to relieve the stress. Thank you, Scott. So there are other, <laughs> you know? there are other propagation methods right. that uh, do a much better job of mitigating stress. If you wanted to do like a big branch clone and just pretty much be ready to move that plant <laughs> over into another pot, um, you can do like a air propagation. Ooh, where they cutting, they make Ugh. they make these like little clip together ball things mm-hmm. that you can fill with cocoa. You score a node on the plant, um, and get some rooting get, hormone and, on there. Yeah, get some rooting hormone on there. Clip the thing on. Leave it there for ten days or two weeks. It will completely root out in that thing. You cut underneath the ball, and then you can just transplant there. So, so that way, you're cutting, and especially your big cutting. Uh, always has access to a root system. It never has to be like, oh no, I need to grow new roots. Mm. It has roots while it's still growing on the plant. So when you cut it off, it's disconnecting from one root system, but it already has another one to get going with. So that's like one way. If you want to do a bigger stem cutting, like a, a pretty much go straight from a clone to a teen, or you're cloning a teen, right? Uh, you can do that using <laughs> one of those methods if you want to. What's that device called? I'm sure you can make one as well. But I mean, you, you can legitimately just do it with cocoa and saran wrap. Yep. Um, but they plastic. I, I, uh, I don't know what these little balls are called. If you look, air propagation mark cutting is another ball. thing. It's called. Yeah. It. it they just. I click, like that saran wrap, together. so you can see. You can literally see when roots are going to come or when it needs a little moisture. Probably preferably from a little pipette, because I like to in, say pipette. In in Florida, they do it with just the plastic grocery bags. You just take a single plastic grocery bag, put your little bit of moss and and uh, cocoa in there, and tie it up and. That's all you need. Yes, that is uh, item use number 360 for grocery store plastic bags. Try to stick. There's so many of them. So many. I'm telling you, if you just Google it, man, Google it and you'll find out people are doing stuff. I don't know how bad it is for the environment, but there's like this kid in India that heats them up to the right temperature and and, uh, makes it, presses them and makes a roof tile out of them, a plastic roof tile. It's not like super high tech. And like I said, who knows what fumes are coming off there, but it's fucking interesting. There's things we'll try anything that if you're getting wet, anything goes. Guess what? This roof tile was awesome. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was something you would totally put on a house, man. It was really cool. Uh, Before we get into our grows, we got the pros list, dudegrows.com forward slash 
pros, but with your dollars, if you're getting equipment for your grow, lighting, grow tents, or maybe you want to check out some genetics. We've got seeds here now, uh, as well as our CBD products, but mainly it's the pros list. Today, there's a good sale at HLG Horticulture Lighting Group. Uh, the 600 R spec, guys, I actually have this light hanging up in my grow, yeah. is down to $6.99 from $8.49. You can't stack coupon code dude on top of it. You could try. You just put it in the notes dude sent me. But it is oh, a great that is light. That's a good deal. That is a legit. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah, a, that's lighting up a 5 by 5 for $700. That's pretty good. I want to say I my 300s, I guess, since that's a 600, and I've got two of those quantum boards on each of my 300s, I wonder if mine's like almost like that cut in half, you know? Sliced in half. They're dimmable. Uh, they have the R spec, the six. What is it? The what? What's nanometer? Is the reds in the, the visually? You can see the reds. They're boosting six sixties. I was going to say that if it grew, cut me off really quick. How is <laughs> it that we figure. still don't know that, man? Fuck, we still don't know that. And six forty. No. So what's the six, one that puts the plants? So asleep? six six thirty and six sixty are both like uh, promote flowering growth. Right. The plants are six very important for it. Okay. Uh, parts of the photosynthetic spectrum. Seven hundred thirty nanometers is the one that puts the plants to sleep, or can be used for the Emerson effect. And seven seven hundred thirty nanometer. That's a, a red, or that's a blue. What is so that? that is far red, uh, bordering infrared. Um, so it is not super visible to the naked eye, right. but plants can see it. And it is how they control their phytochrome, right. which is how they sense day and night. Like they don't have eyes like us to see like, oh, it's dark outside. Right. They use phytochrome to be able to do that. So as the, num- the nanometer numbers go up, the color changes? The color changes to more red, eventually ending in infrared. And then this is all electromagnetic magnetic radiation. Right. It, it, yeah. Excellent. Red, red, infrared, and then don't really worry about what comes out. I love infrared. it. Infrared is like I love radio, it. radio waves and, and shit. Right here on the page, I'm looking at the uh, the 600R spec. They have their manual, but also more importantly, the independent lab report support. Not a lot of companies do that. And then I was going to ask Guru, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole, uh, but they, they use Samsung diodes. Now, Samsung is either, I guess there's a lot of diode manufacturers. Are they supposed to be? There's not a ridiculous amount of diode manufacturers. It's like Cree, Samsung, uh, Philips. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's definitely some, but like the main ones to look out for are Cree's and the Samsung diode. Okay. They, they have the best for manufacturing processes for efficiency and everything. I think, again, we talk about this all the time, but there might be people that haven't catch, caught the earlier shows. When it comes to these diodes, they make putting, what, thousands of little circuit boards on or circuits on a, a teeny tiny chip? It is it is very akin to, like, computer uh, CPU and GPU sure. manufacturing where, like, yeah, it's, it's different manufacturing processes at different, uh, like, size nodes right. for everything. Let different people have different electrical efficiencies. Samsung, and as far as LEDs right now, is uh, for sure one of the leaders. And, but when you print these boards out, they don't. It's you get one with ten thousand little, you know, whatever LEDs on it, and fifteen hundred of them don't work because of the manufacturing process. That's what the whole binning is all about. Is that right? That is what binning is all about. Yeah, where like in these manufacturing processes for silicon, it's the same way for computer chips. Right. There are sometimes little defects. It doesn't mean that the whole thing is bad. It just means that it's not like a top tier top right. bin one. There's some so that, that 
So they bin them down um, to, to where it's like actually uh, rated at. So the high bin Samsung diodes are pretty amazing. Right. Pretty awesome. It's just a way that people can cut corners when you go see somebody, something on Amazon or whatever that looks the same. Uh, it's not, they are not all the same. Just go with HLG. You'll be binning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Get into our grows, dude. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, what's going on in your grow, Scotty? Is it done yet? Is it the same stuff? What? Hey, what do you think? Look at that smile, man. What do you think? It is I don't done, know. Are you man. in flower yet? I saw pictures of plants. I'm like, dude, you got to flip soon unless you're chopping them, topping I'm, them. I have no idea how to grow like this, man. I'm always used to growing like monsters. I got to get my two per light and I got to be on. So it's uh, just to be a truly recreational grower is interesting. So I, I normally grow plants much bigger than that you know normally so anyway i just went from three gallons i had nice healthy what, 18 20 maybe 20 inch three gallons mm-hmm. and i uh, just put, put them into the five gallon hempies because my veg is finally actually all set up and yeah they're loving it man they're absolutely loving it i do have to mess with the water level you always have to tweak that a little bit uh so they're not too wet but uh, yeah, I've got the veg on the bottom with my three five-gallon hempies. And the idea is they're supposed to sit in there for, it's they get transplanted into the hempies. They sit there for 30 days and then they go to flower for 60 days. And it's a whole perpetual harvest thing. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm throwing off that a little bit, but it will be fine. When are you going monsters. to bloom? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I got to let them fill out. I just transplanted three gallons. I don't believe in taking three gallons in the five gallon hempies and then throwing them right into bloom. They just went in the hempies. They need a while to develop that second root zone. Yeah. Okay. I can dig with that. I like to try to go to bloom if I can before I'm like my root zones entirely filled out, like a little extra room for them still to go. I just transplanted from three to seven gals. Right. Um, it, it literally only took, I mean, it's not filled up, but man, maybe three and a half or four days for them to reach. I could see the bottom of the radical bags, the roots starting to come out the bottom. I'm like, holy shit, man. I wish I could see like the time lapse of that inside the, the I know, right? sphere. Yeah, that's awesome. Those radical bags are cool for that, man, because you can actually see what's going on. Yeah, and see the, the, the air pruning occurring before your eyes. Uh, speaking oh. of root zone, in my grow, look at this picture here, man. The, cl- the, the black thumb is over, okay? Yeah, uh, nice, because you got that seed heating mat. You're taking it seriously, good. I got the seed heat mat. I did hear through the grower's vine that maybe the cloning gel I was using prior run, some people, the, the guy at the store was like, yeah, so she says, why you go to the grow store, man? Right. Uh, he's like, actually, some people didn't report not as much success with that Conan gel, so maybe they had a bad batch or something. So I right. switched that up. I forgot to put the IBA in there, man. And then There's a lot of gel the, in there, though. Here's the top of that clone. You know, looks freaking fabulous. You know, no, no, no. I'm not going to say no stress there. You can see how I trimmed the leaves back uh, barely, but a little bit. Um, but that baby's ready to go, and I'm stoked because that is my uh, CBD Chronic from Sirius Seeds, and I got that plant in the bloom tent, but it's not in the bloom light schedule yet. So now I'm like, ah, I'm comforted because you know I have it backed up, even though I have more feminized seed. Right. I don't have any copies of that exact plant. Um, so yeah, I took seven. Wait, yeah, seven clones so far. Five showing roots, waiting on the six. So it might be six out of seven. Nice. Nice. Do you, you want, 
I, I waited till mine were about another two days after this. So they had roots put pushing out every, you know, big white roots pushing out every side. And then I did last night, I potted them up into the 16 ounce solo cup, the whole cup and cup method. I potted a few of them up and then put them back in the chamber for a little bit. And that's when you start putting them in a separate chamber, start opening it up, start tilting the lid a little bit and hardening, hardening them off. That's a good tip. I, I got my little two by four tent, but I'm running out of room, dude. I got too much veggie shit going on. And I'm realizing like, hmm. And then I'm also breaking some grower rules, which like bringing plants home from the nursery, going yeah. into the cannabis grow. I sprayed them first. I did give them a nice little spray, but you're supposed to do way more than that, right? You oh quarantine, double, Dude, I'm looking spray. at $500 worth of house plants and I'm like, I don't know what to do with me. We went just decorated the whole studio and my house and everything with really beautiful house plants. And I'm scared to put them in the grow. Like I have this grow that'd be perfect to just kind of Throw them in every now and again, recharge them up, and Jesus, if, am I If you are to do getting it. houseplants from a garden center or right. pepper plants or anything from a garden center and you're right. bringing them into a place that you are currently growing cannabis, you're you nuts. should be treating, no, not necessarily <laughs> nuts, but you should be treating those or take those if you trust the garden center as much as like someone you would take a clone from. Hell no. Um, so oh, yeah, no. it makes it, I would probably not have them there, or if you do, uh, have a very, uh, concrete pest management scheme um, and just think that you have something. Let's see if Roddy Rick will build a separate grow right on the other side of this wall for the houseplants, man. I go into bang, the, bang. Go into the 5x5 five five tent, sit down Indian style in the center of it with my scope and just hang out for a little bit. I definitely am scouting and I'm spraying as well. Um, but it just had to be done, unfortunately. It was push come to shove. I was running out of room. So that's that's how it rolled. And your houseplants, before we, 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 we move on here, you're, are you the kind of guy, because on the other show, you pulled one out and you just showed it in a pot. I know some people just will go get a bunch of houseplants and put them around their house and put them in decorative pots, but they don't transplant them. It drives me nuts. Hey, decorative pots don't usually come with holes in them. Yeah. That's not the right kind of pot. I, okay. I hear what you're saying. Go, go, to, go to a garden center and look it's at the true. pots they have there. Most of them do not have holes in it because it's most people do this where they put the pot into the decorative pot. But then it's you, cheating. It's yeah. cheating. Yeah. Your pot's cracked behind you, dude. Just cracked. Yeah, I have broken a decorative pot, try, you know, <laughs> trying to drill it out gently, like, like a terracotta decorative pot. <laughs> like, Jesus. come on, if you're gentle enough, you can do it. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Who's slinging a recharge these days? I'm going into the green zone, please. Green zone grow shops, Worcester, Massachusetts. Is that Worcester? Is, Is it, it Worcester? 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 No, it's Worcester, all right? Like, say, say it like Marky Mark, come on. Worcester? Worcester. <laughs> I'm trying. Worcester. <laughs> all right. If you guys had a good time today, dogrows.com forward slash support, making the show happen. Give us your tales for 420. Dudegrows.com forward slash 420. Uh, coming up, we're going to have a good day. And let's do some shout outs here. I'm going to start it off with the none, none other. None other? Is that right? The none other, yes. Pretty sure that's not I'm right. pretty sure, man. There okay. is no other, okay? Is the no other. Okay, the green-fingered Mexican. What is up? And Dr. Ozzy, how you doing? Dr. Ozzy. That is Ozzy, man. You've seen, you've seen that, that, right? Ozzy, man? Ozzy's um, yelling in the earphone. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely seen that. He's good. He's good. <laughs> skunk Mir, Skunk Mir, and Dirt Nap. 
Did you get the the ubiquitous stoner? I did not say smoker. No. Smoker, sir. Well, thank you very much. You're gonna have Look to go to get the, those eyes checked again. Ubiquitous smoker. That is the most depressing thing. After you start wearing glasses, is when you're like, no, those glasses don't work anymore. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> uh, I got dirt nap and the bees knees trees. How you doing? <laughs> Gorilla Grower 420. Twisty McJoints. Uh, farm the table. What's up? And can of cas. Can of cas. Yes. Don't fuck with big green. You know. You know what I'm saying. I don't know if I can lose the scarf, man. It kind of makes me feel like, what's up? You know what I mean? I just. I think it works for you. (laughs) All right, stay higher, my friends. Until next time, we'll be coming at you. Figure is a dude. Well, do. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it out there Okay, wait.